Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Purple Politics Podcast. My name is Justin Sherwood, as always, bringing this podcast to you from the Dirty 530, Chico, California. Today's guest is Austin Herbaugh, digital reporter at KRCR in Reading and former reporter and producer at Action News here in Chico. I talk a lot about the influence of major news networks. I'm going to talk with Austin today about his experiences in the industry and his perspective on the news in general. So without further ado, Austin, thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good to be here on this Friday the 13th of 2020. Yeah. That's surprisingly quiet. Yeah, it's a really quiet Friday the 13th. No bad luck today, huh? Right. It's been it's suspiciously quiet. We got a few hours left. Like you said, like the meteor at 11.59.59 might just It might just crash. crash. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think it'd come while we're doing the podcast, if anything. All right. So my first question for you is, uh, what got you interested in journalism in the first place? I've always been interested in TV news. Um, even as a kid growing up, I'd watch the news and I was always really into the news. Like in sixth grade, I'd watch the news every day and none of my friends would. And they'd think I was weird for watching the news. And they'd be like, why the fuck are you watching the news? And I'd just be like, well, I think it's interesting. And I always just thought it'd be cool to do that one day. Yeah, you got into it really early. Yes. I, it's something like I'm definitely lucky with the fact I never had to think about what I wanted to study in college. Like I knew immediately I'm going to do journalism. Um, and I went through with it. So born reporter. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we'll see. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. never know with the, the world today. Um, so now that you've had some experience in the industry, uh, has your perspective of journalism changed at all? Oh, completely. Um, mainly just the entire news gathering process. Um, kind of just on with what goes on behind the scenes, uh, at least on the local level. Can you go into that a little bit? Um, just kind of like the work that has to be done in terms of like, listening to the scanner if something happens, you know, making a lot of calls, um, you know, going to breaking news, waiting for somebody to talk to you who's like an authority, but also kind of like keeping on the people level, you know, and interviewing normal people when disaster strikes. Okay. Um, so you said like uh, listening to the scanner, taking phone calls and all that sort of stuff. Is, is any of the news, even at the local level, is it kind of tailored like in a top-down sort of way? Oh, totally. I mean, there's definitely, you know, high, it's definitely a hierarchy. So, so like someone decides what's going to be reported on and then the reporters go and do that? Um, yes and no. So basically like everything's kind of, it's a team collaboration. Like there's a morning meeting and there are just kind of things that happen. It's just like understood anybody who studies journalism, like, you know, if a reporter is doing this one story and it's um, this community event, but then, you know, like a major car crash happens or a house fire, then nobody's going to question like, yeah, they should just ditch this fluff story and go. So there are things like are kind of universal with journalism. But other than that, it's um like if a reporter has a story, like you have to get it, you know, approved by management. Like it's a top-down thing. But for the most part, especially in local news, there are a lot of times where you can just be like, hey, I have the story, I'm gonna do it, and nobody says anything. Okay. So yes and no. Okay. <laughs> the final call is top down, but in terms of you're always able to discuss it. Okay. So there's never like um so it's it's so it's always kind of about ratings then. In, in some in, at some level because you said like you'd abandon this fluff story for for a car accident or a fire or something i wouldn't say it's about ratings i would just say it's more about um just like prioritizing things if that makes any sense okay it's like well it what's is that important too. to the people well and usually i mean in theory what's important is going to get the best ratings and, and that's usually at least the local <laughs> level <laughs> well yeah i mean there are, sometimes you just post stuff that's total clickbait but you're not always doing that you know is that but, what kind of like separates the national news from the local news is that it's not um you know as narrative driven like where they're trying to push in ideology and they're just actually trying to give you the facts is that more 
Um, it's definitely less the case, way less the case. Um, there is influence from, you know, the national media because we're ultimately affiliates, but at the local level, you could pretty much do whatever you want. And you have to think about it. Like we all live in the community and are part of the community. If we piss the community off, then we're going to lose all of our viewers. So there's mm-hmm. more responsibility and we're held more accountable than say a national news outlet. Gotcha. Cause they're always going to have viewers no matter what. Okay. Uh, there's no influence in terms of what we cover locally. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, do you think uh, do you think the national news has lost its credibility? I think they've shown their true colors. Um, what you saw, like it was always there, it was happening, but it was kind of not as obvious. I think it just became more obvious, mm. and they went like full. They doubled down on it with the whole Trump thing. Yeah. Okay. Are there any mainstream uh, publications that you think still do a good job reporting and presenting the facts, just the facts? Um, I think the Associated Press is very good. Um, you know, a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but I think Fox News is actually, like, if you know, you know they're conservatively biased. But I feel but, like there are so many liberals there. But their tagline fair and balanced, though, to be uh, fair. Right. So I think that's why people are like, okay. But everybody knows it's bullshit. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, people know MSNBC is bullshit. But you're, you're right, though. I feel like more Fox viewers who actually seriously watch Fox will also admit that it's bullshit conservative, you know. They just um, like it. But they They're just like it. Whereas it, MSNBC, see. probably not as many people who watch that realize how narrative-driven it is and how left-leaning, you know, its, uh, it's narrative creation is. What makes Fox News actually more credible to you than these other ones? I mean, so I don't think it's like 100% credible. Um, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, like any news outlet. Um, I just feel like it's become like centrist, conservative leaning because there are a lot of people at Fox News that are uh, more liberal now, especially recently. Like there are even like CNN producers that have switched over to Fox News. And I feel like it's kind of... Um, I don't know if they're necessarily trying to appeal to a larger audience. I just feel like the organization itself has like shifted a little bit to the left. Mm. And since that's happened, it's like ironically become probably more balanced in my opinion. No, no, I think, I think you're right. Like I've seen Tucker Carlson who was, you know, notoriously, um, Oh, those shows are still, but it's clear, you know, like the normal, I'm just talking about the normal, like newscast on Fox news. For sure. I know what you're Um, saying. I'm, I'm, um, but I'm just bringing it over to, to that because I think even he has, gotten a little bit more centered uh, because he totally heard out Andrew Yang's universal basic income uh, idea. He, he wasn't super um, defensive and like, you know, instantly calling him a socialist like you'd expect people to do. He actually right. asked him fair questions. They had a good conversation about it and he was open to the idea. You know, he sees the same problems. He doesn't necessarily agree on the s- solution. And um, I thought that was really cool I, that they had moved in that direction. Well, I also so think it's something some like a lot of conservative people like it's impacting them the most how everything's becoming automated you know yeah like kind of blue collar middle class workers they're being like the most impacted their jobs are most threatened so i think like they're open even though they're conservative they're open to an idea like that especially with the universal basic income it's basically that you're actually saving money instead of funding all these massive uh, welfare programs so uh, it's kind of like just simplified mm-hmm. and everybody you know will just get this income and theoretically like they'll have at least enough money to like survive off of that yeah and so I it's think, a safety net that's efficient and, and i don't think you could get rid of all this or i think you could try to get rid of all the safety net programs that currently exist um and even if you were successful it wouldn't wipe away 
all of the costs um, of, of a UBI, a UBI would still be more expensive. Uh, but to me, one of the things that conservatives should really consider uh, when it comes to UBI is that a lot of conservatives are very much against the national debt growing the way it has. And what they need to ask themselves is, is the question, where did that money go? And it, if it was an investment, what was the investment? Did it have returns? Like, why, if they're going to keep spending the money, we keep going into debt, more debt. Why is none of it going back to the people to help the people um, to, you know, fund infrastructure or whatever? And some of it does. But, uh, and that's why I think conservatives should, should really consider this because they still, you know, pump money into the economy through this debt system that the government has created. Um, and the American people are kind of, I think, getting screwed by it because your kids are going to have to pay that off with taxes, but your kids aren't getting any benefit from it in the short term. Well, yeah. And if you think about it too, it's like we, people act like, oh, taxes in European countries are so high. Yes, they're higher, but we still pay like a lot of taxes. It's not like a, an incredible difference, you know, and how much money comes out of your paycheck. But in these European countries, like the people are actually getting a lot for the tax dollars they spend. For sure. And I feel like here it's like we're getting crumbling highways and almost nothing, you know. And people and people also make that argument like, oh, they have higher taxes there. And that's why, you know, they have all these nice things. But the problem here is not that uh, we're not taxing enough just on its on its own. It's that we're not taxing the right people enough. I, there, we've created a system where you can use all these loopholes and different like write-offs and deductions or whatever on your taxes, where it allows you if if you know how the system works and you have a body of people around you who know how the system works, like um, accountants and stuff, you can really work the system to essentially pay no taxes, even if you're making billions and billions of dollars. Um, as long as you're sort of reinvesting it or whatever, but, but what does that do to your competition? If who can't take out all that money or lose all that money in the short term, it just decimates them. And so you get, you steal their market from them and then you can rate. And then once they're gone, you can raise the price all you want. Cause you know, so, right. so do you think the mainstream news, just to bring it back to the news, uh, is it still overall like a valuable source of information? That's a benefit to its viewers in society, or would it be better for people's lives to just tune it out. And I mean, the main mainstream national news in particular, I think it's still valuable if you're capable of consuming media and knowing what it is. Cause I feel like it's still better than the alternative, which is just like conspiracy theorists online. Mm. I mean, I don't think people should blindly trust it, but I feel like it's still, you know, worth watching sometimes. Is there a policy based solution to the problem of the lack of trust in the news, which is, in my opinion, pushing people to become incredibly partisan and aggressive towards each other. I mean, that's the thing though, policy-based solution, like no matter what you do, you're going to look bad and it could go wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, there's, there really isn't a solution. I feel like the only solution is just allowing, I don't know, maybe other. You think there is no solution or you just can't think of a solution? Well, like ideally there would be so many different perspectives and maybe there'd be more like independent news companies that aren't owned by massive corporations which is happening I, I, and yeah. I have to give some credit to whatever in our system has allowed that to happen there are independent <clears throat> news organizations that are popping up and doing a pretty good job balancing the scales i'm someone who's all about policy i want to see what what will actually fix the problem and 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 admit when we're wrong too if like if something does go through that we believe it to that is one thing politicians really need to focus on 
something goes wrong, don't double down. Say, I'm sorry, let's let's move, let's backtrack. And, and uh, I did a bad thing. You can vote me out. I don't even really care because your job is to care about America and not about getting reelected, you know? And so. Which nobody does. <laughs> nobody does. They don't do their jobs. That's, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I get you, though. It, it, it's hard because with this, any policy you'd enact would actually just probably step on the rights of individuals in one way or another that could just have a net negative effect. Uh, so you lived in Germany for over a year. When were uh, when you were studying abroad? While you were there, did you notice a difference in the way the news stations present news stories? Uh, totally. I feel like um, basically on domestic politics, it's not that bad, and it's fairly. I wouldn't say it's unbiased, but it's definitely more fair on domestic politics when we see here. But in terms of like them covering American politics, I feel like they just take CNN and translate it, and it's just the truth. Like I was watching this newscast and they just like said one time that Trump is dividing the country, like as if it was a fact, wow. like they didn't even go into like details about it. Mm. Like they didn't say why he was dividing the country. They were like, oh yeah, like and Trump's dividing the country. Mm. Just, you know, boom. Um, I feel like there's less variety. Um, there's more state run media outlets. And at least here we have like, you know, MSNBC, Fox News. You can like watch a variety of sources, get different opinions there. It's just kind of all the same um that being said i do like how their news is more scientific like science-based okay um like you know in terms of focusing on climate change you know neat scientific discoveries it's more informative and it's not so entertainment based it's not entertainment based at all in fact most americans watching german news would probably think it's boring okay i mean it kind of is (laughs) but it's informative you know it's what the media is supposed to do so um, do they have a more common like idea of what truth is there? Like what's what's fake news and what's not sort of? Yeah, well, I mean, like Germany has all the same issues America does, but it's just like not as prominent or like as big a part of the society. I would say like you have, you know, crazy conspiracy theorists on Facebook, but it's not like, you know, as crazy as here. I feel like where people are at each other's throats just because a news story came out. Right. It's not as polar, not quite as polarized. Gotcha. Overall, which country would you prefer to live in and why? Oh, America, without a doubt. Like Germany is fun, but I mean, I feel like it's a free enough society where I can respect it, but it's not for me long term. It's too restrictive. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the freedoms. Yeah. When you don't realize, like, even though there are a lot of cool perks of living there, it's just, I don't know, to me, it's not worth it. For some people, it'd be great. Well, it looks like the audience's dose is starting to wear off. So with that, thank you, Austin, for doing this. Uh, And to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed today's Purple Pill on the Purple Politics Podcast. My name is Justin Sherwood. Thank you for listening. Trump's still going to (laughs) win.